The State Fair of Texas is something people of all ages and all backgrounds look forward to every year, and they have for more than 130 years. You've got rides, you've got museums, an auto show, football games, and of course, this is where your wildest deep fried dreams come true. It is larger than life. It's nostalgic. Everybody's a kid out here. From fried butter to giant turkey legs, the cuisine is one of the most important attractions to fairgoers. Less than 45 days before crowds line up to cash in coupons for confections, the masterminds behind those foods are already preparing their stands and awaiting the results of the Big Tex Choice Awards. I don't know about you, but personally, I love me some twisted taters and a Fletcher's corny dog. Yep, I am all about the classics. Is your mouth watering yet? I'm Bailey Friday, and North Texas wants to know how vendors at the State Fair of Texas develop their deep-fried creations. Our dish is the ultimate rookie monster. It's like an all-star party of desserts. So you've got chocolate chip cookies, Oreos, marshmallows, triple chocolate brownie batter. Put it, Pour that over the top and bake it. Then we deep fry it because it's a state fair and everything has to be deep fried. Shower and powdered sugar. And then we top it off with crumbles of cheesecake and strawberry sauce. And then, of course, we serve with a, a scoop of bluebell ice cream. That is Juan Reeves. He and his brother Brent are co-owners of Dallas staple Smokey John's Barbecue. Generally, we do things that are savory. Of course, just being a barbecue restaurant. Thought about this idea of combining chocolate chip cookies with a brownie and never realized that there is actually something called a brookie. So I didn't know that that was already a thing. We thought he was inventing it. Right. We learned that he didn't invent it. So that meant we had to make it our own. For the past 17 years, the Big Tech's Choice Awards has highlighted the creativity of its participants by inspiring them to make the best fair food and rewarding them for it. Brent and Juan Reeves, the creators of the Ultimate Brookie Monster, and Josie and Tammy Mays, the creators of the Fried Charcuterie Board, are all finalists in this year's contest. Every year we try to come up with the craziest things to enter into the competition. So our kitchen manager, who's a culinary expert, she was like, hey, let's throw some Oreos in there too, and let's throw some marshmallows in there too. And we were like, okay, now that's starting to sound state fair. And so we just kind of started building it from there. And then Juan was like, you know what? We need a sauce, but not like a chocolate sauce. We need something that's going to be kind of fresh. And so he was like, let's do some strawberries. And so we kind of like do like a fresh strawberry sauce right on top of the rookie and right on top of the ice cream, which that acid helps to cut the sweetness. Right. Because it's very rich, but then you get the you get that freshness of the strawberry sauce and and then the, the, the cheesecake brings a little oh, a little a little different flavor as well. Oh, Just yeah. a little light creaminess. It's it's a it's actually quite delightful. But like most great things, this ultimate dessert did not come to pass without trial and error. It was a labor of love. Deciding what batter to use is the key because you don't want the batter to take away from the, the, the gooey chewiness in the chocolate chocolatey brownie. So you've got to make sure the batter is really the, the purpose of the batter is to give you the crisp, give you the crunch. And, and it should and the flavor should blend. So we had to the batter is probably our toughest 
didn't make the Oreos. We already made cookies and brownies. Uh, we do that at the restaurant. So those two were easy. Adding marshmallows and Oreos were too more hard. It's really finding the right crisp and then figuring out what helps it finish. And I think that's where one of our team members said, hey, you guys should crumble cheesecake on top. We're like, hmm. Mm. Good. And then, okay, now that we had that going, what works? And so we, we thought about doing a chocolate sauce, but that's just too much chocolate. And that's where uh, the strawberry sauce actually, like Brent said, the acidity and the, the freshness actually. And, and the strawberry sauce also uh, blends well with, with cheesecake. So it all, it all kind of comes together. And these brothers are not the only family team getting creative. Mother-daughter duo Josie and Tammy Mays went through many different research phases to get to their final dish, the fried charcuterie board. So it took us some experimenting in the kitchen. And basically what it is is chopped up meats, fruits, and cheeses that you would find on a charcuterie board. Put it in a wonton and a balsamic mixture with some special herbs and spices, and we fry the wonton. We top it with goat cheese and Mike's hot honey. My mom and I were trying to put like olives and cheeses and meats on a stick and just fry it like that. But there was really no no interesting flavor there. My sister, she's really big on the culinary side of things. She came up with that. And then my mom was like, okay, well, what if we put it in a wonton? And then I was like, okay, well, what if we put some goat cheese on it? And then my mom was like, how about we put hot honey on that? And then it just kind of came together. The three of us worked together to figure out the final recipe. We probably went through four or five different recipes before we figured out the final one that we like. That's usually what we do when we have an idea like that. We all just get in the kitchen, open a bottle of wine and start experimenting and tasting and it's fun. 80 years since Fletcher's debuted its signature corny dog, you know, the one I love so much. Fried foods at the fair have been a staple. People go to the State Fair of Texas to indulge in the imaginative creations that continue to become more intricate and more unique as time passes by. A lot of people keep calling it fancy fair food. I guess it is, but you just can't compare it to anything. It's, it's really, it's unique. The thing about it is a lot of people are unsure about the flavor and how all those kind of come together, but it is so damn good. It's so good. I think the culinary Absolutely. pursuit has raised the bar significantly. I think you see things that are a little crazier. Like I think it's gotten crazier, but I also think that we've raised the bar in, in the level of the quality of the food product. It's not, it's not just something crazy. It's something that's that's really good. I think the thing is, like you know, earlier earlier on, it was like fried Snickers. It was like it was like what could you figure out to fry? Yeah, you know, it was like flip it in batter, fry it. Yeah, what if we put a tire? Can we fry that? (laughs) So now it's it's become a little bit more complex. You know, so there's a lot more ingredients involved. There's actually a culinary skill that's involved with the items that you're going to see now. When you think about the State Fair of Texas, charcuterie boards are not usually the first thing to come to mind. So how did we go from fried Snickers to dishes that are complex in flavor and presentation? There's so much more thought that's being put into these ingredients and these items. The diehard fairgoers, they need to be impressed now. Mm-hmm. It's like they've mm-hmm. seen it. Everything's on Pinterest. Everything's on Instagram of all over the world. I mean, and food shows, yeah. Yeah. It's like you can't come with that weak stuff anymore you know you gotta have 
really blows people's minds and uh, and their palate. Because, it piques their interest, yeah. Yeah, because these spargoers today have a refined palate for food. It takes a lot to impress people today. Even in how we describe our items, Absolutely. it's more creative, it's more thoughtful, and I think that's all part of the process. It's like, if you're going to make, you, you can always be so interesting about frying a candy bar versus what layers of flavor, what layers of culinary expertise can you put on display and then figure out a way to fry it usually is, is always gonna be my recommendation. While these families elevate their dishes, it's important to note how far back their lineage goes with the State Fair of Texas. So how did y'all land your spot at the State Fair? Our dad, our dad's, we've been at the fair since like the 70s. So oh, um, wow. we're like second generation. We're not back there with the Fletchers and, and Jack and those guys have been around 75, 80 years, but we've been out there over 40. So we started with one and then dad expanded. He, had, he got to, to three and a few years ago, we took over a fourth. So we have four, four boots out there. So my great grandpa knew a guy who knew a guy the fair had just started a couple of years before he got out there and we've been out here since 1949 he started with a few stands and he built it up to about 36 we had 36 locations at one point and then the fair put a cap on how many how many locations a vendor could have so my great uncle and my grandpa they split the business so my uncle owns all the cotton candy stands out here and then my grandpa took the food side of the business. We've been out here for 73 years and I'm blessed to have been born into it and I have the opportunity to continue on the legacies. After the grills are shut down, the lights brought down, the music turned off, you're just left with the memories you've made. For me, it's riding every ride on the Midway with my best friend, especially the haunted house coaster, that big pendulum thing that swings you upside down and in a circle at the same time, and the bubble house. Those are our favorite things. We've been doing this stuff since we were 12, and it never gets old. I am the fair baby. Every year I look forward to being out here. My grandpa would stick a candle in anything from a corn dog to a nutty bar to a fried Twinkie, whatever he could find. He'd stick a candle on it, and everybody would sing me happy birthday. They would They'd put me on stage. We have a stage um, next to kind of our home location stand. And they would, they'd get me up on there and have everybody sing happy birthday to me. But my favorite thing is my, my mom has made sort of a tradition. She'll get, she'll get a napkin. She's famous for writing notes on napkins out here. But she'll get a napkin and go to each of our nine locations and have every single employee sign it for me for my birthday. And I really cherish those, those that means the world to me and I, I just love it. It's probably my favorite moment of the fair. <laughs> How does it feel to be a Big Tech's Choice Award finalist? Yeah, I think it's our fourth, fourth or fifth final, but every year it's, it's always special. I am so excited. I could cry thinking about it. I think me and my mom like wet our pants and screamed whenever we found out <laughs> that we were, that we made the top 10. It's just, I'm so proud. I'm so happy to have a partner again. Um, I wish my grandpa could be here to kind of see, especially since this is my first year as my mom's partner. I, I feel extremely honored and I just, I feel proud. I'm, I'm over the moon, really. <laughs> I'm 
I'm Bailey Friday with News Radio 1080 KRLD in Dallas-Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me on our new podcast, North Texas Wants to Know. If you liked the show, please give us a rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was produced by Chris Blake and Savannah Jones. Original music by Michael Eisenstein. Editorial support from Cooper Mall. Odyssey's managing producer for national news podcasts is Myron Kaplan.